You're listening to the Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 4, Episode 8, published on October 25th, 2022. This episode, we'll be talking to Aaron Mihalik from Thrim Targets. I'm your host, Brad Beckman, and sit back, relax for this week's podcast. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Certified instructors are eligible for FTA coverage. And remember, for listening to this podcast, you can get 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the Range Tech Shot Timer. A shot timer is a critical tool to measure performance, and no credible fire instructor hosts a class without one. Range Tech Timer is both the most affordable and most feature-rich shot timer on the market. Connected via Bluetooth to a tablet on the firing line to simplify recording times and sharing them with your students. Range Tech also features Bluetooth integration with practice score and built-in auto scoring based on USPSA, IDPA, multi-gun, or steel challenge scoring schemes. Learn more at rangetechtimer.com. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Aaron Mahalik from Thrum Targets. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you for spending your time with uh, our audience tonight. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Pleasure's all ours. Before we jump into our questions for today, can you give our audience a little bit about who Aaron Mahalik is and what you do at Thrum Targets? Yeah, um, so I'm the managing director of Thrum Targets. Uh, we're actually um, you know, a company that's been making targets since 1995. Uh, we're a family business. We manufacture everything in New Jersey, believe it or not. I know some people are groaning right now, um, but believe it or not, you know, we're one of only um, you know, two manufacturers within the gun industry uh, in, um, uh, in New Jersey. So it's, it's kind of cool to hold it down <laughs> for the 2A industry in that state. Uh, we're a family business. So uh, I was lucky enough to get the chance to work with my grandfather and then now my dad and my uncle, my mom um, does our books now too. We've sucked her in and uh, you know, we've really enjoyed manufacturing a target for years that is made here in the U S and has, has safety in mind, you know, was really designed specifically right for instruction because you can get up close to it. Uh, you can get a lot closer to it, to it than steel because it's a safe reactive target where bullets are passing through the target. So, yeah, we've really enjoyed being able to maintain manufacturing jobs in the U.S. for you know over two decades now and provide a really quality target that we're hoping it changes the industry in a positive way um, mm-hmm. by just, you know, kind of we, we had somebody call us one time and say, this is so cool. So there's like paper targets, steel targets, and thrum targets. And I was like, heck yeah, keep saying that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to create like another kind of branch, right, of target products that are going to hopefully really benefit this industry mm-hmm. has been super important to us. Well, I think uh, thrum is definitely uh, a very interesting product because I think most instructors, shooters have shot steel at some point. You right. pull the trigger and then you know, you hear a, you know, you hear the ringing from the steel paper, you see <laughs> yeah. the hole go through. Thrum's a 
Thrum's different because you know they're reactive. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you know what they're made of and and why you know you can get closer yeah. and why they're you know so much different than the steel targets or the paper targets everybody's used to? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we always say, especially when we're training um, with folks who um, have been shooting steel all their lives or for a long time, right, is that if you're waiting for the ding, you're already too slow, right? Because when you're training on target, you want to be tracking your hits and moving on target, right? You don't want to be waiting to hear the ding, um, you know, to move on your next target. And so, Thrum targets are a reactive. A target similar to a lot of steel targets, but because the bullet passes through just like paper, um, you can stand much closer to it, you can train much closer to it. So what makes it different is it's like <laughs> we one of the things too is it's it's safer than steel, it's more fun than paper, right? So you know you hit the target because it reacts by either falling over or swinging, right? Or moving or wobbling or doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Each of our different series is supposed to do a different thing. And then you also have like a little black dot that'll show up on the target, but that's really it. Um, You're leaving these tiny pinholes and nine millimeter leaves, a tiny pinhole that you can't even see light through. Um, So you're getting thousands and thousands of hits too, on a reactive target that you can get closer to, that's not going to cause any ricochet or splatter. Um, and you know, to answer your question about sort of like how they're made or what makes them different, we started in this industry actually as people who designed and built uh, custom equipment for polymers. So we had a lot of experience with polymers and determined what the properties were going to be that we're going to make a really fun, reactive, safe target. Uh, that um, And so that was through a lot of uh, really tiresome, gruesome, awful, uh, you know, training exercises. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Long we days got on the range. I, I, can hear, I, can, the I range. can hear the violins in the background, you know? <laughs> Boo-hoo. We had to cast a bunch of polymers and shoot at them all day. So, so yeah, that, that was really like build a list of properties that we wanted. And, um, you know, use our knowledge and experience to come up with, you know, the best combination. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. I know uh, steel targets, uh, you know, different ones that, that I've seen, different ones I've used over time, they eventually crack. They eventually wear out to where you need to replace them. How long do the Thrum targets, um, you know, last, you know, have you, have you ever done the torture oh, test yeah. and see how many rounds it'll actually take? I know you said thousands of them, but I was just kind of wondering what the <laughs> upper end of that is. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, um, you know, one of the targets that we bring ever, well, and it's funny, I say one of the targets as if there's only one, we have lots of these and we tend to send them out to, especially like our dealers, we run our own dealer program. Um, we would like to work with the mom and pop shops directly. We don't have any big distributorships. We feel like we're a mom and pop shop. We, we believe in maintaining that. And so when these guys ask for, Hey, do you have a sample or something? We'll give them a shot up target to show, you know, their customers. And that one is always 1,022, 1,009 millimeter, uh, and 1,045s. And it's a six inch plate that's got a thousand of each. So you can see what that looks like. It We do have photos of it on our website. It's the six inch hang tough. Um, I believe it's listed on, it's on that product page. Uh, if it's not, I'll go ahead and send it to you so that you can post it up or link to it. But 
it's, it's one of those that we always bring out with us because people can't believe that you're saying it's 1,022, 1,009, 1,045 in a target that really just doesn't look very beat up. You could clearly use it <laughs> for a lot more. Um, we've got another six inch plate that's got 18,223 uh, hits on it. 308s leave tiny little dots, you know, tiny little pinholes. So Really, when we say thousands, we're talking about tens of thousands of uh, AR hits, and we're talking about, you know, easily, you know, a 5,000 nine millimeter, you know, or center fire hits. So they'll they'll take a beating, um, and then eventually you'll see that cracking. Like if you get really tight groupings of shots over time, over over many years, you know, over a few years, really, that's when you're going to see that cracking. Um, mm -hmm. the worst I saw was a guy had called his 45s were bouncing off an eight inch plate. They weren't like going through it. I was shocked. He sent the thing back to us to test. It was 11 years old. The thing was so <laughs> old. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't know how much you know about polymers now. I know you know a lot about polymers, but, um, they continue to cure, right? So they'll do like 5% of their post cure happens just in their, in whatever natural environment they're going to be out in. Mm -hmm. And so that goes for our targets, right. Uh, you know, as, as a product that, that is doing a, a you know, cure and a post cure. And then when we send it out, it's going to continue to cure a little bit over the next decade. When you're talking 11 years, I mean, you're talking about a denseness or hardness. I mean, come on, man. It's time yeah, to buy I'm, a new I'm one. thinking the UV, you know, um, oxidation of it and all those kind of factors yeah. for the polymers. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that probably had to be a pretty hard piece of polymer after 11 it years. It was a hard, it was like <laughs> hockey puck hard. I was laughing. I, we actually had one in a factory seconds bin. I said, I will send you a new one. Uh, you know, it had like a little nick or scratch on it, but I was like, this is crazy, man. <laughs> Talk about being frugal. <laughs> yep. Well, and on top of that, you know, 45 is bouncing off it. He probably was using light loads there too. So I can't. Yeah, I was a little, <laughs> I did. Yeah. We had mentioned that we were like, are you reloading? And he said, yes. And we were like, mm, you know, <laughs> those are what we refer to as bunny farts where you can but go along and shoot them right. and you can actually see the bullet flying to the target. Oh gosh. And, uh, yeah. I, had, I had a guy shoot those one time when I was in a Dave Spalding class and it was like, okay. I mean, literally you could see the bullet flying. <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean, I don't need a slow motion camera. This is really like, it's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty silly. I mean, and we, we have rules on velocity. Those are posted on the homepage. So if you're on our website and you scroll down, it'll say use with virtually any handgun or rifle ammunition, and it will give you velocity guidelines. So if you are below a certain velocity, it's going to tell you not to use them at all. So if you're reloading and you're loading really light, um, you know, you got to be, you know, wear proper safety gear, you know, protection and eye protection and everything and just make sure that you're standing at a distance because they do require over, you know, 750 feet per second. I know that sounds silly. Like, yeah, of course they, you know, but we have guys, you know, who call and there's, you know, they're reloading and they're not meeting the velocity specs. So. Yep. You can, you can downgrade a 45, uh, 
you know, 230, 200, you know, uh, right. 60 grain, probably below 750. So that could 100%. Be- yeah. We've seen it done. So, you know, for safety, we make sure we specify velocity on there. And those also come, you know, on the instructions and everything you get to. Is there anything on the top end? Yeah. So if you're at the very top, right. So if you're, if you're shooting, especially something that is small and fast, right. 223, 556. Um, we really suggest, and, and what we have up there is guidelines really when we talk about the top end, because I've shot 308s that are moving really fast and, Mm -hmm. you know, from the targets at 25 yards or 30 yards, it swings just fine. It moves just fine. But we have seen real small, um, you know, 223s moving super, super fast. They're ripping through at, you know, 2,300 feet per second or something like that. And maybe the target doesn't even register a hit because it's moving so fast. It's the equivalent of like ripping a uh, tablecloth out from under a bunch of dishes. Um, it goes so fast. It doesn't react. So the guidelines that are on that page um, that tell you at what distances to have a specific size target or whatever. And we get more detailed about that when you're looking at a specific target. And obviously, if you reach out to us, we'll tell you um, because we have so much experience with them at all different distances and every different caliber. Um, but there is the potential that, you know, if you had an eight inch plate at 30 yards and you're hitting it with a 223 that's moving over 2000 feet per second, it's not going to move. Mm-hmm. And for those folks, I just tell them, take walk out there and move the target 10 yards back um, and then see, you know, typically, you know, if you just move it back a little bit, you shave a little velocity off the round, it'll it'll move it or swing it. So the only risk for the, the top end would be that it doesn't move enough to register a hit. Mm-hmm. And in that case, you just move the target back. Will it take something as big as a 50 BMG? Yeah, it will actually. And we have those targets too. And you would be absolutely flabbergasted to see that there's virtually no damage at all. Just one tiny black dot. <laughs> so mm. the the idea, right, is that these have longevity, right? That you can shoot them up close. They're not going to get destroyed. That, you know, you can hit them with a whole bunch of, you know, a whole range of calibers. So one of the things I'm really looking forward to that's coming up ahead of the SHOT Show is we're going out to, um, I'll plug them here, Sunset Hills Range in Pennsylvania. They're in Henryville, PA. They have got the coolest range. I I mean, there's always a line. These guys just know how to, you know, they just know how to run targets out there. And we're going to go out with them and we're going to hit the targets with, you know, just everything. So that when we go out to shop this year, we've got some 50 BMG holes on on some things. And because people just don't believe us that we've hit and that they haven't just exploded or something, you know. Um, so I'll be, I'm excited to go out to Sunset Hills and we'll get a bunch of holes on these things. And mm-hmm. so that everybody at shot can see, you know, we'll get them. Yeah, I'm looking online. at some, some of the stuff you have on your website and, uh, one of the things you've got targets, but I think one of the things that's, uh, equally good. You also have the brackets for like the two by fours to go into, to hang them on so that you're not necessarily going to have a metal bracket holding the, the, the right. polymer targets up. You've got polymer holding polymer up, which again, you know, that's all about safety. Yeah. The, the idea behind through targets and was always, uh, completely non-metal. So the targets too are actually sold with basic, like basic drywall screws, right. To mount them. 
but you can actually buy a little conversion kit that you can use that is that are poly nuts and bolts to make your stand completely non-metal. We have ranges that are absolutely against even metal fasteners. So no metal screws, you know, nothing. And so we have options for that too. You know, the alpha bracket was a recent addition because one of the things that just always drove me nuts that we had all these targets, like you said, but we just didn't have a target system without a way to mount it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we came up with these alpha brackets, you know, the two by four slip right in them with no fasteners at all. So really, really easy assembly. Once you have the cross beam of like, let's say our top seller is, is the six inch knockdown plate rack. So six, uh, six inch knockdown plates, their bases, and then you get two of those brackets. Once you have the cross beam with those six targets assembled, the whole thing slips together in under a minute. You just slide the two by fours in, stand it up and you go. When you're ready to go home, the targets snap right out of their bases. The two by fours pull right out of the brackets and you just toss them in the truck and you leave. Mm-hmm. Or, or honestly, I, I won't lie. Out in Oklahoma City at the Guardian Conference, we brought a bunch of plate racks with us and we had a rental car. They gave us like this tiny little Kia. It might as well have been a golf cart with windows <laughs> on it. And I fit this stuff, no problem. And I'm thinking like, you know, when I used to go out to the range with steel, like there's no flipping way, you know, yeah, you so, got 300 pounds of steel. You got to haul, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's just absolutely no way. So this stuff is like one of those brackets weighs 2.5 pounds. So the pair of them is only five pounds. You stuff them in a backpack, you stuff the plates in the backpack, you carry the two by fours over your arm and you're set up in minutes. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can obviously adjust the two by fours, uh, you know, with the alpha bracket as far as what the height is going to be. Yeah, and then whatever height depending you upon want. what your two by four is, you can adjust the width also. So it's a yeah you know, nice flexible system there that you know I'm thinking about from my standpoint when I'm going and visiting ranges and doing things like mm-hmm. that. I want to have a simple setup situation. Yeah, and it's something that I can take down and put up without using a bunch of tools that doesn't have a whole lot of weight. That's uh, very appealing for uh, to me just because I don't like to have all that extra weight to be able to haul around. Heck yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we're lucky enough to have, you know, <laughs> some friends who really wanted to see, you know, what these could stand up to when we came out with the alpha brackets, you know, just like the rest of our targets, everybody wants to know how long will they last, you know, with, with, um, you know, when I would go out with two, you know, sawhorse brackets, I'd have one nine millimeter hit on the bracket. That's it. The stand is shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were some cases where that hit was so perfect. It was like, that's that I'm duct taping the thing back together. Nothing's where it's like the weekend's over guys. Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. unless we can figure this out. And so Frank Merloni, who, um, you know, Frank writes, you know, he's a freelance, uh, firearms writer, but, he did a thing, I think, with NRA um, Illustrated, and they actually drilled 509 millimeter rounds right into the corner of the alpha bracket. They had hung steel plates from it. So that's way heavier than our, I mean, our targets weigh seven times less than their steel counterparts. So Frank had hung these steel plates from the alpha stand, right? And then he stood about five to seven feet away and he drilled 509 millimeter rounds right into the corner with the stress of steel hanging from it. And it didn't break. And it got to the point where 
the producers were like, this is a waste of ammo. Like we can't, who the heck is talking? I mean, we're talking about 500 stray hits in, in, you know, in just a matter of like an hour or two, it's crazy. So um, it was a totally unrealistic test, but I'm really glad that we have it, you know, and we've got a video of that um, just to show what they could take. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's great because I've never had um, a student drill 500 shots into <laughs> the wrong place on the target or miss the target, I should say. But yeah. I, I had students that seem to have this great knack that, um, you know, they do a couple of really good shots. And then when they feel like they're doing good, all of a sudden they have one errant shots that end up <laughs> hitting the cross brace or something else like that and takes yeah. the entire target down. And you're sitting there like, yeah, just like you're saying, it's like, okay, let's get the duct tape, let's get the stapler, let's figure out how we can how we can get this target back <laughs> up and going. And that's where um having having a way that you can ease uh, that's uh I mean yeah. it's it's something well, forgiving. It's it, yeah, it's very it's yeah. very forgiving versus uh metal, uh steel, things like that that you've got to go along and do it. Yeah. I, I'll I'll pass one along. I was shooting steel one time and I and I caught a 45 uh full metal jacket round between the chain and the steel plate and busted the weld everybody's like how in the heck did you do that because i busted the weld and it's like you got me i mean hit it just right cause it to you know pop just right and then bingo you um you've you've got you know a swinging plate that wasn't made to sit there and swing in that direction type of thing and and could i do it again no but just no way. in, in yeah. the practice and and uh, in the circumstances i was able to uh make make a uh shot a shot i took that target out yeah yeah we had a three gun match um in pennsylvania where you know we had a mix of our targets out there and we had steel targets out there as well and we had clays in the back and somebody snapped a weld on one of the steel targets and that's it that one's toast i mean there's nothing we're going to do to fix it and then a few minutes later, somebody smacked the black base on one of our knockdown targets and the target came wailing out. Right. So we clear the range and I walk down there and they're like, yeah, finally we broke one of the throoms. Right. Because we had broken steel earlier. And uh, and I went down there and checked it out and uh, snapped the target back into the base and walked back down. And everybody was like, oh, man. Because our bases and mounting accessories are made of the same through material as all the other stuff as the targets too, as the alpha brackets also. So if you were to hit the base really low, you would fold the pins on the target enough to snap it out of, out of place and, and knock it to the ground. But when you go to pick it up, there's a teeny pinhole right in it and you just mm-hmm. snap it back in and you're good to go. So the bases have been tested up to 250, 500 you know, uh, roughly 250 to 500 stray nine millimeter hits as well. So, you know, you're talking about, you have to have some really, really bad shots in your, <laughs> for a real, for a long extended period of time, you know, actually in my mind, I'm thinking if you hit the base 250 times, you're probably going to destroy the wood, the two by four yeah, before you destroy faster. the polymer. Really? You would. Yeah. Yeah. Which if I allow a student to shoot 250 shots low like that, I'm not, doing them a very good service and not helping them correct yeah. themselves. So that's right. good. Tell yeah. me what, what kind of, what are all the different styles of targets? I know we've talked about the hangers and such, yeah. What what are the uh, styles that are available through Thrum? Yeah. I mean, our most popular is the knockdown series for sure. Um, we sell them in four, six and eight inch rounds, but we also have 
prairie dogs and squirrels and chickens and rams, turkeys, pigs, like, you know, the NRA silhouettes. And we also have, you know, diamonds and clubs and hearts and, you know, all different kinds that, and what's cool is that the knockdown base that we sell with that, you know, with that target will fit every other knockdown target. So there's about 70 different knockdowns that fit in one base. So the thing, the base is runs around 10 bucks. And you can snap 70 different targets into it, in and out of it, which is really cool. So the knockdowns tend to be our most popular for, for a couple reasons. One, they're probably the most versatile, right? Because you have so many options. And the other thing is you can mount that bracket, that, that the base, either horizontal so that when you hit the target, it knocks down. You can mount it upside down so that when you hit it, it's swinging. And you can also mount it on a vertical post so that when you hit it, it swings back and stays back. Right. So, so a threat behind a non-threat target, maybe mm-hmm. um, it's a good application. That would be a really good instructor application for it. Um, and then the hang toss, as you mentioned, they're, they're everybody's favorite planking target, right? We make them in sizes two inch all the way to eight inch. We have some squares in, in a six inch size too. So anyone who doesn't want to have to go down and reset, you're just kind of planking and having fun or, you know, we're, we're thinking about, coming out with some know your limits targets because that would be really fun. And and there's a great, and we obviously have some experience in that from these hangers. Um, so yeah, they're really popular planking target. Our bounce backs, they're mostly, you know, we don't see a lot of people using them who are, um, you know, just kind of playing around in their backyard or just kind of practicing. A lot of times these are like agencies buying these because it's repeat hits and they, they just want them to like kind of wobble a little bit to show the signify a hit. Um, in my experience, I don't think they move enough for like new, new shooters. Right. I feel like new shooters that, that are just coming into either the sport or the, you know, whatever or not. Um, if they don't see a lot of movement, you might not get them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see some fun happen. But I think that bounce backs are, are a great application for, for really experienced shooters who just know they just need to know they hit their target and they, they keep moving on them. So there's a lot of those. We just came out with a dueling tree. Um, so that one has been a lot of fun. Um, I what can you say? I mean, what else can you say about a dueling tree, right? Everybody asked for it. We had to do it. It was five years worth of research <laughs> for this thing because it's tough to to make polymer work the way you want it to when you're trying to swing. Because the idea behind these targets, right, is that it absorbs the hit. Um, so you don't get a lot, you weren't getting a lot of action to swing it to the other side. So that took some research and RD, but really cool. So we have a dueling tree. Um, and then the pepper poppers, we've got a 42. So full size 42 inch pepper popper and a 22 inch mini popper. The, the full size is really just for center fire. The mini popper is, is rated for everything else. Um, so a 22 will take down, you know, 22 long rifle will take down the mini popper. Um, and then the alpha brackets are just, um, they're just, I mean, they'll work with any of the different series, you know, even the mini popper. So a uh, great way to just build your stand, have something modular that you can set up and move easily and break down quick. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. yeah. And I, I know we were talking about using the uh, alpha stands to mount them on two by fours, but I see on your uh, website with the pepper poppers, you've actually, uh, you know, shown being mounted on the ground or placed on the yeah. ground, um, you know, a simple yeah. ground anchor and everything. And that's, um, 
another another one of those things that's really nice about the versatility is you can go yeah. and use them in a lot of different um angles you know from you know rifle shooting all the way to mm -hmm. doing a uh, more more um advanced type of uh, pistol shooting and i'll be totally honest Sh the um if you're if you're you the pepper poppers for shotgun for slugs i'm not even joking they're it, they barely leave any damage at all and they go down really hard so you know up until recently you know people would say well what about slugs like what about something crazy like two ounce slug you know <laughs> um you know so obviously we had to go out and test it and we were floored um they leave the same amount of damage as like a nine millimeter hollow point we say like hollow points are probably our kryptonite um, they'll leave the most damage because they're kind of like a cookie cutter, right? Whatever mm -hmm. the shape of the tip is, is, is what it's going to cut out of the material with it. So if you're seeing a hole in your target, you know, a small hole or whatever, it's probably because you accidentally loaded a hollow point in there somewhere. Um, we say not to use them, but in truth, once you just shoot one of them and, and you recognize that the level of damage is probably not as bad as you were expecting, you know, that we have people who use them anyway, but you would be shocked that, um, a slug just doesn't destroy them as, as like what people would think, you know, it leaves mm -hmm. a small hole. So our 42 inch pepper poppers have become really popular for three gun for, for the shotgun. Um, you know, so that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Playing around with polymers, you know that you know certain elasticities and and those oh, types yeah. of uh, things come into play, and it can stretch pretty far. I mean, you yeah, know, it's, it's really just impressive. Just, just one, just one of the things with polymers, right? You can make it really, really brittle did. all the way around, or really st uh, stretchy. That's true. Yeah, I I really really did think when we took them out to test because one of the things I didn't mention too is we have um we actually have a rifle gong, a three inch rifle gong. And it can be hung, but it also has these. So it, it they're like ears and their feet. So if you look, I think there's a section for three gun targets on our site. And there's a rifle, a three inch rifle gong that either could be stood up on those little feet or hung if you have them upright and by these mm -hmm. little ears. And then we have an eight inch plate. It's got a bunch of mounting holes around the outside. And that's our only bird shot or, you know, bird or buckshot target. But that tar target will take roughly 100 hits um with either bird or buckshot and the and the shot passes right through and you get a ton of action they're flying around flipping around you know it's a lot of fun um and then you know if a mounting hole tears or rope you know breaks or something like that you just there's multiple on there so you can you know swing it around and move it around and then that rifle gong was really designed for short bays so a scenario where somebody wants to be able to use a, you know, shoot 223 from 20 yards or whatever, that is the target I would suggest. It swings around, flips around. It's really fun. It'll take tens of thousands of hits. So mm -hmm. put up with a lot. Let me ask you this because I see it all over your website. Do you do any other color besides green? Yeah. So we used to. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. We, when we were um, new bold targets exclusively, and and it's funny, we got questioned like crazy as shot. People thought that we bought out new bold or we copied them or something. We are new bold. That's our company actually, and it's still new bold incorporated. Throom is just the brand, um, but we used to sell them in red, uh, black, yellow, and orange, and we 
you know, just kind of started to see, I mean, the orange was our most popular color by far. Uh, yellow people felt like you got washed out in the sun. If it was really bright black, you couldn't see indoors red people complained about cause they're red dot, you know, the whole thing with the green, even if you're shooting a green dot, there's enough contrast that you can see it. So it's not, not a problem. And when we came out with green in 2020, people went crazy and it just outsold the heck out of the other four colors. And it just absolutely did not make sense from a manufacturing standpoint to continue to manufacture and stock all those colors when green just outsold the heck out of everything. So that's truly why, you know what you need to do. You need to come out with zombie targets green zombie targets. uh yeah <laughs> okay. i will say yeah so our so our president my uncle uh, uh is an unbelievable designer too like art just artist wise and he made a really phenomenal uh zombie mold so we i know we have to do it we've never actually cast it it's beautiful <laughs> back in like 2015 i can remember being in a gun shop and yeah. Uh, at the counter they had all this uh hornady uh critical defense ammo stacked up and they had like two boxes of the hornady zombie ammo and it's (laughs) like i i I guess you can't get too much zombie ammo and he's like nope that's the only thing anybody's buying because they got the green tips to them and it's like, you got to be kidding me because it's the yeah. same stuff, but you, you know, you're paying a dollar or more, you know, for, just to have a gr- green tipped ammo out of it. He's like, I know, but we sell it's it. Silly. People want to buy it. It's like, okay. Right. People <laughs> go crazy for it. Yeah. yeah. No, I know we have to, um, our, the prairie dog target, uh, looks, it's funny. It depends on where we are. If we're in Texas, people are like, oh, look, a prairie dog. If we're in Pennsylvania, they're like, oh, groundhog. And then I forget we were somewhere else, probably Nevada. And somebody said, um, some, some younger kid was like, oh, it's a dinosaur target because <laughs> it's green. <laughs> it looks like, so we're like, you know what? Yeah. It's all that. <laughs> um, Maybe so yeah, I think you when want. you add the green, yeah. When you add the green, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we did have other colors. I will say this for people who I know from a training standpoint, it's nice to be able to call out, you know, red six or, you know, uh, you know, green eight, you know, or whatever, and have people move on, you know, different size targets, different color targets. So uh, you can still spray paint these. Um, I ask about that. You can, you can spray paint them just like steel. I, you know, uh, Rustoleum sells that plastics primer for plastic deck furniture. Mm-hmm. And if you just take like an alcohol swab or just soap and water and just wipe down the targets, let them dry hit them with that plastics primer, you can spray paint them with anything after that. I, I would definitely prime them. If you hit them with spray paint right off, it's just going to peel off and flake off. Um, but if you prime them up with that plastics primer, then you can, you're good to spray them for years and they'll be fine. But one of the things that we do is um, HD targets, white labels, some, some targets for us, some stick-ons. Uh, we don't sell them on our website yet. We were piloting them on Amazon. But if you go on Amazon, you type in Throom Plus Splatter Targets, you'll see that we have a couple of different targets that we offer stick on uh, splatter bursts like, you know, um, pasters. So you could take like our six inch hang tough or our six inch knockdown, stick the splatter target onto it 
hit it, you see that splatter, you know exactly where you hit it, and then you can peel it off and, and restick actually. Um, so we do have that as an option too, uh, you know, cause spray painting can kind of be a mess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, there's uh yeah, see them on, uh, Amazon right now. And that's, uh, yeah, that is cool. Very cool. Yeah. They are really, really cool because you're talking about like getting a fresh face every time mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel it off, stick a new one on. It's really easy. You can stick one over the old one. So, yeah. So that's a yeah, cool option. a lot of that stuff. Well, hey, Aaron, uh, good discussion. Um, I can see where a lot of these Thrum products would uh, be beneficial to instructors when they're trying to go along and instruct them and also trying to hold down the weight, trying to hold down the cost, hold down a lot of things, and also um, you know educate their students to the best. But the one question I haven't asked you yet, and we've been asking all our guests this season about it, could you recommend an, an annual event that our instructors should uh, check out that you, you think would be beneficial for them? Yeah, it it's funny because two just came up. I was at one. I tried to get to both. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and plug um, the Active Self-Protection National Conference. Um, I didn't get to go out to it this year. Uh, we sponsor it every year. But I think uh, John Correa, Neil Widener, Stephanie Widener, they're, they're great instructors. And I know they get a great group of people. I'm sure, you know, Samuel Middlebrook, right, was at, um, was in Oklahoma City with us, you know, the week before. And I know he's always at their conference. And they just have, um, they've got a great program, right, really practical skills. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, that would be a great one. Yeah, I've, I've uh, had John and Neil and Sam on the uh, podcast before. Oh, yeah. And I, I think one of the things that they're, uh their conference is very uh, unique from is it's not just uh self-protection um from a right. pistol shooting they also do rifle and shotgun which is one of those things that's right. always uh you know kind, kind of neat because pistol very close up you know rifle shotgun you get a little bit further away and if you're you know if you're going to be around firearms and going to be you know self-defense you kind of want to be the whole package and not just be limited to short range so right that's a good good uh Good recommendation. Well, Aaron, where can people find more information about Thrum and the targets and everything? Or you know, if they want to, you know, send send you uh, contact information or try to get quotes for you know target systems and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, best place to learn more is our our website, which is ThrumTargets.com. Um, so, ThrumTargets.com definitely going to be the best place to start. Um, especially from an info standpoint, um, there's a contact page, you know, right in there, it'll link you right to info at ThrumTargets.com, um, which is our website that, you know, we, we're constantly monitoring. So, I mean, any, we, we have people who write questions just in this subject. They don't even fill in the rest of the email, <laughs> but we try to get ready, <laughs> you know, can I shoot this with 22 LR? And that's, and you're like, all right, sir. Yeah, you know, so so that's the best way, quickest way to get to us. Um, you know, our our uh, you know our phones. Like, you know, I mean, we're so so much more. I'll be honest, we're so much more responsive on email um, because the phones a lot of times can get like jammed up. But but our number will be on that website too. And then we sell the targets on Amazon. Also, we don't stock those with Amazon. They're not coming from anywhere else. So, you know, if there was something like, for example, the splatter targets that we're not selling on the website yet, but we have on Amazon, if you order those, they actually ship directly from our plant. 
Um, so we manufacture and warehouse everything um, down in South Jersey and uh, we ship everything from there. So it doesn't matter if you order from, you know, from, from Amazon, from us. Um, yeah. And then we have a couple of, like I said, really good dealers. If you've got a local guy, he's working directly with us. So, um, you know, and if, if you have a local gun shop and you're like, man, they would really love these, then link them up with us. We, we've got a good dealer program and, and we may, you know, we maintain it ourselves to make sure that these guys aren't getting, you know, pushed around by some big distributor. So. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great because, uh, not, well, there's less and less mom and pop shops and, uh, yeah. you know, it's good. It's, uh, good to have them support each other. And most yeah. uh, instructors fall in that category too, because, you know, we're one and two person, uh, businesses that we're trying to, you know, make a living yeah. and edu- educate, you know, our students. Yeah. And that should obviously be something else I'm plugging, but we have, if you're, if you're an instructor, right. And you're on throomtargets.com, scroll all the way to the bottom in the footer, it says range and range masters. That's really range and range master was kind of a broad way for us to categorize it. But basically if you're an instructor, you're eligible to enter that program. We give you, um, you know, username and password. You can register right there. It goes through about a 48 hour review process. Um, and then that gives you basically exclusive deals, right. For, um, for, for targets you need for instruction. So, uh, 10% off every order, no minimum order requirements or anything like that. And then anytime that we come out with instructor packages, you would get a separate email about that, um, you know, to get a better deal. So, so we do have a program. I scroll all the way to the bottom where it says range and range master. So if you're an NRA instructor, USCCA instructor, if you run classes, courses, whatever, um, you know, just fill that out. Um, that actually comes right to me and then I can review it. So if you had questions, info at thrimtargets.com, you know, reference Aaron Mahalik. I'm happy to answer your questions because I work directly with all the instructors. Super. That's a great, great offer for our instructors to take advantage of. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, Aaron, appreciate your time, uh, today and, uh, lots of good information. Hopefully our listeners, uh, give that uh, a try because it's definitely, I've got a set of those targets and uh, they are definitely unique from the steel targets. And at the same time, the durability of them is extremely high compared to steel that I've shot in the past. Just don't have quite, quite the same ring, but I shouldn't have to hear a ring every time. As long as it reacts, that's what I should be worried about. So that's right. Yeah. I'll uh, quote John Korea. Cause he said this, he said this once about our targets. Somebody kept giving us a hard time about the no ding. And John Korea said, well, the bad guys don't go ting. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to use that. We got to put that on a t-shirt. Bad guys don't go ting, you know, don't go ding. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a place, there's definitely a place for it. I won't lie. All of us still shoot steel. You know, it, it, sometimes you, you want that audible reaction. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to have it, but I do like that now seems to be the place and the time right for for another entry into the category. So we're mm-hmm. glad to hopefully fill it. Well, and, and post pandemic type of thing to where, you know, ranges, you know, you're having challenges with ammo when you're having, you know, challenges trying to find ranges. Uh, you don't, you don't need to have, you know, that 30 foot standoff from steel right. to, you know, be safe. You can be up a lot closer, which, you know, might open up some ranges to you that you can shoot those at that you wouldn't normally right. uh, be able to be open to. 
Yeah, absolutely. Indoor ranges. This is, I mean, we see a little bit of a spike in, in our sales in late October and November because people have moved indoors. They've been shooting paper for a couple of weeks and they're bored and they start asking the range officer, you know, what else can we shoot in here? Is it just paper for the rest of the year? And then all of a sudden I get a call from the range, you know, hey, your targets could be shot inside, right? And then we got something fun. And so, yeah, so definitely, yeah, new new applications, new locations, more places to shoot reactive targets. It's pretty cool. Good. Well, Aaron, you have a good day and uh, we'll be talking to you in the future, I'm sure. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Robert. Really appreciate it. We'll see you. That's a wrap for this episode. And I hope you got some additional information uh, that you can use for your classes from Aaron and Thrum Targets. If you have a topic you'd like me to talk about or somebody you think I should interview, email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. You can also leave us comments on our Facebook page or on our website, firemtrainerpodcast.com. And remember, at our website, you can see and listen to all our previous episodes. Or you can also comment on those episodes if you'd like to do it there, too. I also would like to ask everybody to leave us a review on Google Play or iTunes or wherever you listen to us at. These ratings help other people find us and see that our content is valuable. Visit our sponsors, especially the Fire and Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business was your first step. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.